trillion dollar stimulus from the government is the promise from God to supply all your need. I praise God for a God who will meet all my needs. Notice, if you would please, Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Now remember, Paul is in Nero's prison. He's in a dungeon, and I tell you, the worst conditions... And he is telling the church at Philippi to rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. I love that. The Lord is at hand. He's with you. He's with us. Here he is. Then the Bible says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoiced in the, la- in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of one, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere. And in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that, that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only, for even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I'm full, having received Epaphroditus, the things which were sent from you, an odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word and the power of your word. And Father, as we look at your word today, may our hearts be comforted. Father, we recognize that this is better than anything the government could ever come up with. This is better than anything we could come up with. We have a God in heaven who wants to meet our needs. And Father, I pray that you'd bless our service this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. This is a wonderful chapter, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians is my favorite book in the Bible. Verses 1 through 4, Paul is encouraging the people at church to get along. We don't have many here today, but get along. He's telling them, get along. And then in verse number 4, rejoice and rejoice evermore. And then in verse number 6, he says to pray about everything and worry about nothing. Huh? Do you like that? I like that. Let's say that. Pray about everything and worry about nothing. And it's so very important. 
the peace of God, which passes all understanding, which passes, which passes all minds through Christ Jesus. We're, we need this peace. I was talking to Clint this morning, trying to get Clint to understand. And for some of you that don't know Clint, Clint is my 35-year-old Down syndrome son. And he loves church. Matter of fact, he had his coat out with his usher pin, ready to go to church today. But son, you have to stay home. I reminded him that, um, that uh, he has to take care of his elderly mother at home. Uh, but uh, he said, Father, why? And I said, son, because there's a terrible virus out there and we don't want you getting sick. And we want to, uh, we want to make sure that you stay well during this time. And God understands. So you can just watch your father. Uh, on live stream and and you can say amen every once in a while and and even try to get some offering from your mother if you can but uh you know back all oh, this several years ago we'd always clint, clint just by the nature of his uh, disability he's always a little slower and there's one thing my son has taught me it's to be patient uh, but um, we would always say all right clint hurry up hurry up brush your teeth hurry up get your uh, get your clothes on. Hurry up, let's go. We got to get the car. Hurry up, hurry up. And one Sunday, he just couldn't take it anymore. And he got us, we're all standing in the kitchen. We're all ready to go out the door. And he says, Hey, relax. And he told all of us, Just relax. Relax. And so we, for years now, when we get in a hurry or when we start getting frantic, we all just look at each other and we just go, Relax. Go ahead, try that at home. Relax. It's so helpful. Then verse number 8, think on these things. Then verse number 10, be content. Uh, Then we see how the Philippian church sacrificed materially, but were benefiting spiritually because they were doing something that they need to do, but they did it, and God blessed them for it. They gave the the apostle Paul in his ministry. And then as we learn the blessing, they, they were learning the blessings of giving and receiving. He talks about that in verses 15 through 18, and we'll talk a little bit about that today. But then in verse number 19, my God shall supply all your needs. We've been hearing a lot about our economy, uh, our United States of America economy. And man, we've had a strong economy. It's been a blessing. It's been great. Uh, extremely best ever, as we've heard, especially if you hear from the president. But man's economy has come to a screeching halt. Why? Because of a virus we can't even see. It's a virus. It's COVID-19. And boom, everything. We've got guys laid off, and we're praying for you, and we're trusting God. We'll meet your needs, and the Word of God tells us he will meet your needs. But over the years, our economy has had its ups and downs, its bull markets, its bear markets. We had a little bit of a bear market just uh, recently uh, where the Dow's really dropped. And my kids were all a little concerned. My, my children were a little concerned. Dad, are you okay? Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm, not, I'm not planning on retiring right away anyway. Besides, uh, Mom and I are doing fine. That was your inheritance. Uh, but uh, our economy in the United States of America has been strong because of our manufacturing and our business climate has been a shining, if I can say that. It has been shining. Now the government has stepped in to short up because of the COVID-19 virus. $2 trillion to $6 trillion. Now, my, my mind cannot get around that. Trillion 
that trillion uh, number, two trillion to six trillion dollars. But as great as that seems to be, that two trillion, starting at that two trillion, it pales, now listen to me, compared to what God can supply. Understand, it pales to that. We have a God who says that he will supply all of our needs. The problem we have often is we doubt our God. You know, it's amazing. We would doubt our God when he tells us he's going to supply our needs, but yet we look forward to going to heaven when we die. Uh, See, God's economy is backed by God. Now, who is God? He is the creator. He is the God of eternity, past and present and future. God is the God of time. You ever think about that, Dan? He's the God of time. See, God is outside of time. To him, a day is a a, a thousand years is as a day. We're inside time. Now think about that for a second. I don't want to to confuse you, and I don't want you to start thinking, wow, this is like a story problem when I was going to school. No, but, but we're inside time. We have a limited amount of time. God is not limited by time. God never changes. He's immutable. God is the God of his word, and his word is true. God is omnipotent, all-powerful. God is omnipresent. He will never leave us nor forsake us. God is at hand, he says here in Philippians chapter 4. God is omniscient. He knows all. God is my refuge. He is my salvation. He is my redeemer. He is my heavenly father. He is God almighty. He is the sovereign God. He is my rock. He is my sufficiency. He is my great physician. Oh yes. He never makes a promise that he doesn't keep. And here's his promise. Let's look at it again. Verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Let's notice, first of all, the source of this promise. First of all, the Apostle Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says this. My God. I love that. My God. It's possessive. It's personal. My God. Not my religion, but my God. See, Paul had a relationship with God. God was his God. Is he your God today? The only way for him to be your God is for you to ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and take away your sin and become your Savior. In John chapter 14, verse number 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. In Acts chapter 4, uh, verse number 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Saved, we sang about it this morning. Saved, we heard about it this morning. Saved from what? Saved from sin. Saved from death. See, Romans chapter 5 and verse number 12 Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Yeah, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. 
That's where that started. But Romans chapter 5 and verse number 8, I love this verse. But God committeth his love toward us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I almost always don't quote it the way it's written. I almost always quote it, and Christ died for me. And he has died for me. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13 of the same chapter. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I did that. I did that as a child. I asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart and forgive me of my sin. I did that. Have you done that? If you haven't, you can bow your head right now and ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and forgive you of your sin. Tell him you know that without him there's no way for you to get to heaven. Without him there's no way for your sins to be forgiven. That's what Easter's all about. That's why Jesus came, the Savior of the world. Behold, the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world, John said, John the Baptist said. It is so important for us to realize that Jesus Christ is is the one who came to be our Savior. And that's the only way we can have a relationship with God, first of all, by receiving Christ as our Savior. The Apostle Paul did that on the Damascus Highway. And that's why he could say, Justin, my God. That's why the source of the promise, my God. Can you say my God today? If not, friend, know that we will help you any way we can to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You can call the church. We'll have folks on the phone lines afterwards. Call them. We'll try to uh, give to you the truth. We will give to you the truth of salvation uh, on that phone call. Secondly, the sureness of the promise. I love this. Look at it again with me, would you? He says, but my God shall, shall. Now, shall invokes confidence. Shall invokes certainty. It's a helping verb. Uh, it's, it's telling us that uh, for sure this will happen. My God shall supply all of your need. My God shall. So there's a surety, an assurance with that. In 1942, during World War II, General Douglas MacArthur was leading the troops against the Japanese in the Philippines. Before he could gain great victory there, he had to leave. But as he left the Philippines, he promised with these historic Famous words, you all know it. I shall return. I shall return. Well, it was almost two years before he did return. And on October the 20th, 1944, he did return. And then he made this statement, and these are also very famous words. I have returned. I have returned. 
Be sure when God says something, when he promises something, it's for sure. It's for sure. Notice, not only the source and the sureness, but the scope of the promise. How big is this promise? Just how big is this promise? Well, the Bible says, but my God shall supply all. That little word, all, is a big word. All your needs. All. What does all mean? Ready? In the Greek, it means all. In the English, it means all. It's all. All your needs. Now, that's a stimulus package I love. Huh? Isn't that great, Bob? It's a stimulus package I love. All your needs. Who can do that? Only God can do that. Like in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 8, I find another all from your, uh, about our needs. Uh, uh, from our needs to our cares. It, it, look at casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. All your care. Before even your need, he cares. While you're thinking about it, he cares. While you're anxious about it, he cares. How much? All your cares. Cast all your cares upon him. Uh, Personal cares, family cares, cares of the present, cares of the future, cares uh, you might have, cares your wife might have, cares your husband might have, cares your children might have. All your cares, cares of the church. Uh, No one ever cared for us like Jesus Instead of worrying, instead of holding on to the burden, instead of trying to carry it alone, instead of not trusting God, instead of not believing God's word, cast your care upon... I like that word cast. Yeah, for some of us that are fishermen, we we like that word cast. We know what it means. It means to throw that bait right there in that spot, right by the edge. Oh, there's a log there. Oh, Lonnie, don't hit that log again. We don't want to go up and untie your uh, line again. No, there's a log. You want to go under that log. Because there's the big old smallmouth sitting there ready to take that bait. The Bible tells us to cast. Cast our cares upon him. Just like we ought to, but we don't. We need to let God know our needs, not our greeds, and he'll meet our needs. The source, the sureness, the scope, the sum, his riches. Before we look to the sum, I want to look at verses 14 through 18 just again. I'm not going to reread them, but Paul looked at their missionary giving to him as an investment that would pay spiritual dividends. But I have all and abound, he says. I am full of having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Then, but my God shall supply all your needs. See, Paul is emphasizing uh, the church of Philippi's material gifts to him. It's a picture of giving and receiving. The church gave materially to 
Paul and they received spiritually from the Lord. The neat thing here is that Paul doesn't see the gift just coming from the church at Philippi, but he sees it coming from God, coming down from how God uh, encouraged them to do right by Paul, and now God is blessing them and Paul. Just like you have met my needs, God is going to meet your needs, Paul is saying. Church, at Philippi, you gave out of your poverty, but God will give to you out of his riches. Okay, but how? How will my needs be met? How will he give to me out of his riches? How do you get what you need? Well, in the stimulus package, uh, they say you're going to get uh, what you need uh, as they review your tax information, your, your name. And if you didn't make um, over six figures, as I look out this congregation, I think you're all very, very safe there. Uh, there's not that many folks here, but... Uh, uh, you're, you're going to get uh, this amount of money for you and for your wife and for your kids. Uh, now, God's program's different. See, God's program, he's not looking at your income tax, but he's looking at your heart. And you had to have received Jesus Christ as your personal savior to get this stimulus package. You had to have trusted in Christ as your personal Lord and Savior for you to get what you need. And you can get that by prayer. Be careful for nothing, don't worry. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. By prayer and supplication, supplication is a form of prayer, wherein that you humbly and earnestly ask God to supply your need or the need of someone else's. Now, this is a verse, it's so good. It's, can, can you say it with me? It's so good. It is so good. 1 John five fourteen, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. So believe him. Ask him, believe him. Trust in him. Remember when Jesus cursed the fig tree? And the disciples were so shocked as they saw the fig tree shrivel up. Wow. They thought, wow, what power Jesus has. Matthew 21, 21. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if ye have faith and doubt not, if ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Then notice verse 22, Pastor Jeff, notice it. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. I might add, James, James says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. So you have to make sure you're right with God, that there's not any sin you're harboring. You as a Christian, make sure that you are living in righteousness and living righteously. The righteous man availeth much. I said this this past week or maybe a week or so ago. I said, when you pray, pray like you mean it. Pray like you know that you have a God in heaven that hears you and will meet your needs. Oh, it's so important. 
And he says, and all these things, or all things, whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. A few months ago, my sweet granddaughter, Autumn, who was 10, going on 15, all of a sudden needed some new basketball shoes. Her mother, my sweet daughter, Trina, Katrina, said, Autumn, remember when we were going to get you new basketball shoes? You wanted to do something else and said you didn't need them. But, Mom, I need them now. No, we aren't going to get you new basketball shoes right now. Autumn didn't blink an eye and said, with great confidence, okay, I'll just go to Grandpa and he'll get them for me. Well, that's put me in a difficult situation. She came to me, jumped on my lap, looked up to me with her beautiful eyes and that jet black hair and those sweet little lips and said, Grandpa, I need new basketball shoes. Of course, it would be bad to buy her new basketball shoes after her mother said no. And what would her grandma say if I went against her mother saying no and bought new basketball shoes for her? And what would her aunt Christina say if she knew her mother said no and I bought new basketball shoes for her? So I looked down at her and I said, Autumn, get your coat on. Let's go get them. I'm her grandpa. And she asked, and I supplied. Can you trust him to supply for you? I've trusted him for salvation. I surely can trust him for my needs. I've trusted him for heaven. I can sure trust him on planet earth for my needs. Remember Paul was in Nero's prison when he was affirming God's supply in his own life. It wasn't the COVID-19 virus, but Nero's prison was bad. Real bad. Definitely a time of crisis. And yet God supplied. God met his needs. The same God saves us is the same God who promises to meet all our needs. Let him meet your need today. May God bless you as you take in the word of God and apply it to your heart. Now, Father in heaven, we thank you for your word and the power of it. And Father, I pray that Philippians 4.19 become a part of every home. And Father, we'll recognize that we can have great confidence in the God who created us and the God who saves us, and the God who will sustain us to meet all of our needs. In Jesus' name, amen.